T U V W X Y and Z. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? Hey! I actually forgot the last part of that little rhyme. That's the first time I've ever like. <laughs> not, not the alphabet part, not the alphabet part. Just, okay, just, so oh, we're God, Brent. What, what happens after T? <laughs> uh, that's the first time I've sang that song in like years, bro. I was like, did Matt just have to sing my ABCs, bro? Like, God, I just turned eight again. <laughs> back once again to the NJIT Highland. You guys are already laughing, mate. The Highlander Racing Podcast, Episode 2. Woo! Wonderful. Glad to be here, bro. Nice. Yeah, it really sounds like you're glad to be here. Of course it is. Yeah, I've had a long day. Uh, So once again, uh, Brandon and I are in the WJTB radio studio on the NJIT campus. Big shout out to those guys. They've been super accommodating. They found us extra time in the schedule to get us in during this very hectic last week of classes. Mm-hmm. But classes are done now, right? Today was the last yeah, day of class. Yeah, Let's go. Classes, which is great. Yeah. Uh, massive shout out to NJIT, the Newark College of Engineering, our engineering school here on campus, and all of the Highlander Racing guys who help us put this on and put this together. Big shout out to Sean. Sean, yeah. he's the, the man. Yeah, you see him Sean. in the webcam, yeah, but he's yeah. operating the uh, mirrorless camera that you get the rest of the footage in. Uh, how, do, how do we sound today? Sounds good. Sounds good. We have an extra guest today, so Sean doesn't have a microphone, sadly. So, uh, Brandon, would you care to give us a little introduction of our guys? So, uh, on the couch here, I th- you're ergonomically right. Yep, indeed. Okay. There you go. I, I'm, I, if I mess it up, it'd be probably really embarrassing. So no, uh, I guess that's all good, you guys. And Devin's on drivetrain. And Devin's on drivetrain. You'll for real? <laughs> under, <laughs> yeah. under Joel, who was the uh, drivetrain lead who we had on last episode, yeah. uh, he's not on today, unfortunately. Um, but we should, he, I, I think he wants to come back on at some point, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's hard at work today at yeah. uh, one of his three jobs while being full-time student. Right, actually, yeah, I was wondering why he wasn't here today. Yeah, his internship is, uh, he works on Wednesdays. Uh, he also okay. doesn't come to our Wednesday meetings. So, that makes sense. Uh, on the couch in the white t-shirt, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do on Baja. No, sure, yeah. My name's Jeremy. I'm the ergonomics lead, like Brandon said. Um, so, this is my first year actually as lead. Like last season, I was here as part of Chassis, you know, one of the few guys that were there. And um, as an ergo lead, like, I was a little nervous coming in, obviously, but, like, I think I've been doing a good job so far, and I have a great team that's helping me out, too, as well. There's been a lot of research, a lot of uh, ideas being flown around, and uh, so far, what we're doing is basically a custom C4. We're trying to do some nice, interesting stuff with it, and I hope it all works out, because it's probably the first time I think this team does that, where we build our own seat, I believe. Last year was lot seats, so I hope it all works out. We're trying to do something new. So I think one of the things that people would like to hear from you is, as far as Baja SAE goes, Mm -hmm. ergonomics feels like one of the smaller teams. Mm -hmm. Like, electrical is really small as it Mm -hmm. is, but not everybody has their own electrical sub-team. That's actually something that we do that's a little bit different than other schools. Right, but ergonomics is one that is defined Uh by the SAE. That's why Mm -hmm. electrical doesn't put on a design presentation. Right, okay. So how are you making the most out of ergonomics? What are your plans? Mm -hmm. What have you been working on? All right, so yeah, so that's definitely true from the beginning. Like when I came in with er, as being Ergo lead, one of the things that kind of got me a little bit. Um, the first thing that was hard, I guess, was trying to figure out how to quantify it because you know drivetrain, suspension, like all that stuff, even electrical. You have like numbers, you have values that are easier to sort of like think around of and what you're gonna do with it. Absolutely. But with ergonomics, is like I had to kind of you kind of take a step back first and just see like well, kind of how you do this and you know plenty of research online as well. So one of them was 
I can talk plenty about this, right? Like, I'm not going to... I could ramble yeah, on a bit. Yeah, talk for a couple okay. minutes. Yeah, so, like... Um, this is introduction. They know st- us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, there's... um. Too well. There's basically something called, like, anthropometric data, which is basically just, like, the average measurements of the human body. And, like, um, I remember I pulled up stuff from, like, NASA and the U.S. Army where, like, you know, they basically, like, uh, measure their, average, uh, their astronauts, like, you know, hand dimensions, head dimensions, like, the size of your ear, like, size of your foot, stuff like that. Um, the size of your ear? Size of your ear, literally. Like, they have size of ears. Like, for helmet design, that kind of helps. Sometimes, like, for your earmuffs. Like, literally, oh, when gotcha. someone designed this, probably the, the headset, yeah. they had to have an average dimension for, like, your ear. Like, to, like... Were they gonna like who's their product uh, that's designed actually really for? interesting yeah. actually it's pretty interesting it's like uh, so there's a lot of research on that and like what the real world does like for that that we don't think about too much like the sizing of stuff yeah. so that's the main thing and then like uh, one of the cool things we got like going so far probably is trying to make some sort of pressure mapping system so that we can kind of see the amount of like pressure that um, someone is distributing upon like the seat pan and the backrest and the interesting thing about that actually is that even a lot of pressure like like a red zone for example it's not bad as long as it's like evenly distributed. So it's kind of like looking for hot spots, looking for points that like are a little bit more sharp than others in terms of like the pressure upwards. Uh, so that's it would one be like red in like a simulation and yeah, your basically programs. yeah. Like we have a couple things going there. I have one of my guys researching on it. He's probably gonna do actually maybe for EGR like proposal actually. Okay. Because then that probably would help too for like next semester. Yeah. Um. But yeah, essentially like um. Yeah, it's like red would be like good an even distribution of red, blue, you know, all the colors that you know 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 of in a pressure mapping system. Uh, other than that, like a lot of research into like resins, fiberglass, stuff like that, because it's actually surprisingly complicated in a way because there's like a bunch of layers that you have to like work with and you have to make a mold. And when you make a mold, you have to make sure that you're thinking of like how it's going to like, how you're going to place the sheet of fiberglass on it, how it's going to come off, uh, which way it's going to like be designed over. So it's kind of um, just a lot of stuff to think ahead of time before you do it, because then it's like it get pretty messy and there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong when you do it. Um, but like, I think I've done a good amount of research. My team's also done a pretty good amount of research. They've work, been working pretty hard, actually. Like, you know, getting a lot of information for me to make sure that we're thinking ahead of it all, so that we don't like, you know, waste time, waste money, all that stuff. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anything else maybe for ergonomics? Uh, that's kind of generally what I usually kind of talk about whenever someone asks me, and it's kind of the the basis of it all. Like, generally the big big no, idea so far. No, that sounds yeah. like it. I yeah. mean, we've all seen the presentation yeah. that ergonomics has put on at oh, right, a yeah, couple exactly. of our meetings. Yeah, exactly. yeah. it's. Pretty cool, actually. Like they have some stuff to do. Stuff yeah. which, on the back it, burner, really. It's surprising. I mean, it yeah, feels like, like I felt like kind of like right? initially when Sam told me to be ergolite, I was like, oh, oh, I, oh. like what? You think oh. that low of me, right? I was like, <laughs> I would have <laughs> felt that. I would have. <laughs> exactly. I would have felt this. But I was way. like, at first, I was like, damn, what am Absolutely. I gonna do? Like, I wasn't sure what to do with it exactly when I first like joined, like yeah. over the summer, and as an ergolite, I was like, crap, what am I gonna do? <laughs> but you know, like again, that research actually kind of helped. There's like stuff like it's involved there, just very subtle stuff. Yeah, like it's not like kind of loud. So I was like. I could work with this. I could do something about it. Uh, yeah, yes, it goes like, overlooked, yeah. but yeah, you know, some of the most important things do, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like, this is an, this entire thing is like several different teams working together to make it happen. So it's like you know we all need each other, and like I'm just hoping to do my part well, and then we all hopefully you know join together at the end pretty lonely with I love it. A car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the other gentleman we have on the couch, Devin. Uh, my name is Devin Zabrowski. I'm on drivetrain. I work with the front differential slash power transfer unit. Uh, what we did now is we ordered a front differential. We have it. Right, right. And it's just going to save a lot of money, a lot of time. We are not going to make one. You could order the gears, but the housing for itself is just way too complicated. And right now we're in the process of ordering the case for it to put in with the front CV cups and get the whole front end together. And then we're going to attach it to the drive shaft. So it's kind of going on right now. We're gonna 3D scan all of the all the parts, put it all together in SolidWorks, so we can put in the entire assembly. 
that sounds really cool. Yeah. So, so I, I was working with uh, with Dan of the Makerspace. He just they just got a brand new 3D scanner that was like twenty thousand dollars, and it was like, all right, all right, well, let's put it to use. But what it didn't go very well because it's the material on it, the coating on it is just way too reflective, shiny. Yeah. It's so reflective. So they're waiting on like this sublimation spray that when you spray it on it evaporates after four hours so it has a matte finish and then you scan gotcha. it put little dots on it scan it and then it's gonna go all together oh wow that, that sounds really, really cool, cool. Actually, yeah yeah awesome yeah so compared to last season you mentioned something about saving money what was the situation like last season last season they actually manufactured a front power transfer unit it wasn't really it was a differential but they keep calling it the power transfer unit i i said the same thing yeah so and everyone keeps calling it that but yeah they put it all together they made the gear they had the gears made they had the case made and it wound up costing too much i don't know the dollar amount but it was way too much yeah and um it was it was all locked so as the rear wheels speed spinning and then the drive shaft spinning the front wheels are also spinning they're all spinning at the same time when you're going to make a turn your front wheels are spinning at the same time. You're going to start understeering and plowing forward. Right. So we ordered the limited slip so that way when you do make a turn, the wheels can compensate for each other and you won't understeer. You won't plow forward. You actually make your turn. Steering's going to be a lot easier for Ergo, too. See, yeah. honestly, <laughs> the cool thing, I guess, is goes into the whole, like, we all work together. Yeah. Some stuff. All this yeah. kind of crosses over. Like, you know, that if you do something there, it'll help me out. I could do something to help you out. So it's like... Yeah. All, there's mesh points on the whole car. So, so. you guys make nice, yeah. comfortable steering wheel, exactly. and the steering's going to be so we'll much be easier for the driver. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's why there's yeah. an entire system integration yeah. presentation when we go to competition. You guys yeah. know that, right? Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Everything yeah. gets molded into one. Yeah, I mean, we on brakes, we've been working with ergonomics on our pedals, mm -hmm. right? Yep. That's Christian. always a good time. Exactly. Shout out yeah. to Christian on the brakes team. Yeah. Not that anybody knows who he is. Maybe <laughs> he'll have to come on. It's a good work, though. He does some good work. It was, it's been nice. Oh, yeah. Especially for a first year, I'm really glad. Oh, yeah, he put some work in that. Because he's I'm sure he's yeah. never done CAD before. And never if he has, I doubt so. He's a first year, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no okay. idea about that either, honestly. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, now I do, obviously. Well, right, right. before coming into this podcast, yeah. but, you know, uh, when I first met him, I had no idea he was a first year, too. Well, not yeah. too. I appreciate the fact well, that he doesn't mind asking I mean. questions. Like, he was always, like, asking me, asking you, like, and I appreciate that. Like, it's yeah. a good amount yeah. of, didn't feel nervous about asking questions. And he that's, got some good stuff going. That's yeah. what you need for newbies. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I, worse if you're just I don't mind teaching you, but you got to let me know what you need to learn, right? I don't know what you need. So, yeah. Brandon, yes. you're kind of going to be hosting today because I did not have a lot of time to read up on our talking <laughs> points. Of course. So, uh, what's up What's up first? All right. So, we're going to be talking about NASCAR. Yee, yee. Oh. <laughs> Devin could do a much better Southern accent than me. All right. So. Uh, let, him, let him do it. Everyone quiet. Let him do it. <laughs> so. Well, we're making a left turn, and we're making a left turn again. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That describes actually, NASCAR. Uh, so, I don't know how, how into NASCAR we all are in this room. Uh, yeah. But I, I know last week you asked me about number 22. Oh, um, yeah. Joey Logano. Woo. Yes, sir. Okay. Real quick. I had an ex-girlfriend really into it. That's all. So did you watch this season at all? Uh, this season? I watched a couple of races, but right. not even the entire thing. Okay, yeah. I, you probably know that he's the champion this yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Come on. I saw which, the big 22, the yeah, trophy. I love it. I the love it. two-time champion, too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah uh, I think yeah, he's yeah, 2018 yeah. champion as well. Yep. Um, yep. That was when I was dating her. <laughs> so i was very aware <laughs> yeah um but I'll, okay real quick i have to go on this little rant i wasn't too happy about joe Logano being champion this year because of of the Shots four <laughs> of the four drivers that were competing for the championship this year joey logano is probably the middest all right he deserved whoa, it whoa. who were the, other, who were the he, others uh ross chastain uh christopher bell last driver i can't remember um, Mr. Bell, he sounds familiar. I've heard the name. But. Uh, he's dressed. He's like super young. At least he looks super young. Yeah, like he looks like a child. 
Yeah, well, I think he is. <laughs> he's young, especially compared to when can you get your license? Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he's got it. Yeah, he, he doesn't even have a driver's license. <laughs> it's private property. He doesn't need one. Yeah, no, actually, uh, that reminds me of like how young like these NASCAR drivers start because like oh, the, absolutely, like uh, like the bottom tier, like going into NASCAR, uh, the Arkham Menard series. Mm-hmm. Like some of these drivers mm-hmm. are like fourteen years old. Like they literally can't even They're like for real. 14? Yeah, they can't even mm-hmm. drive on legal roads, but they can drive on a NASCAR. Drive, like, yeah, no, miles actually, an hour on the track. They need to get like certain permission to drive on certain tracks yeah and, like some tracks they don't even let them drive like at all like on super speedways and that kind of thing yeah yeah um and these they're like driving these like 500 horsepower like uh like uh older cup cars right um because uh how the arkham Nard series works is like they kind of get like hand-me-down cup cars from like a few years ago uh like from a generation two ago mm. and then you know they let their like younger kids you know drive around in that but yeah no like these these nascar drivers are like super young um but yeah no kind of get a nascar um so I'll, this is kind of how I got into NASCAR. Um, going into, like, motorsport for the first time, like, the first motorsport that I was into, like, was Formula One, which I feel like is, like, the natural uh, progression for a lot of people, seeing as, like, how F1 is, like, the Definitely top. for most. Yeah, it's, like, the top motorsport worldwide. Um, so, naturally, like, a lot of people are going to go to that first, but that's what happened to me. Uh, I got, a na- or got into Formula One, like, 2017. Uh, first race I watched was the uh, 2017 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Um, one thing I remember from that was, uh, Valtteri Bottas and, uh, Lance Stroll, like, fucking, uh, drag racing to the finish line. That was one of the most amazing things oh, I've ever watched. Nice. That was so fun. <laughs> and from that point onward, I knew Formula One, this is where it's at. This is um, where it's at. Right. And that kind of... He's like, this is the place to be. And ex- <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that kind of hurt me in a way. Because then, like, for the next couple of years, I was like, Formula One and, like, open wheel racing and, like, circuit racing. This is the only kind of motorsport that's actually worth watching, you know. NASCAR's just turning left. It's it's boring. It's just literally just turning left for, like, four hours. I hear that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um... And when people, when I would say that I'm in a racing, uh, you know, to people who like never watch motorsports, they're like, oh, you love NASCAR, don't you? I was like, no, I hate it. I actually like, He's I like, took that as a fence. No. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, because no. I felt like for the longest time, I felt like I was above NASCAR, but. Just like ergonomics. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> It'd be like that. But um, more recently, uh, in 2021, I was like, you know what? I've been I've been dookieing on NASCAR for the longest time. I think it's actually worth watching a race, you know, see what it's all about. Yeah, uh, I think it's actually worth watching. He's like, yeah. based on my expert opinion, it, it might be <laughs> worth. It might be worth trying on. Like yeah. just an hour. Let's just see what happens. You know, I'll put right, right. I'll put a race on. I'll probably watch it for a little bit. You know, to go back to whatever I was doing before. Um, because I had nothing else going on that day. I was like, all right, you know, NASCAR's on. You know, we'll see what this is about. Um, the first race I watched was the uh, I think it was like Charlotte Motor Speedway. Mm. Uh, back in May or March. Okay, right. so it was in the, it was one of the spring races. Fun, fun um, race. Yeah, uh, and I think that was won by Kyle Larson. So coming into the race, I was like, you know, I'll watch this for like an hour. I ended up watching and like watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It sucked and you in, didn't you? It was yeah, like, it sucked oh, me in. Like Literally, surprising. all it took was like one race, <laughs> and I was already on it, dude. Um, and from that point forward, I tried to make it a point to, like, watch as many NASCAR races as I could. Uh, I kind of fell off towards, like, the end of the season because, like, a bunch of other series were, like, finishing up and, like, you know, NASCAR oh, was absolutely. Kinda, yeah, it wasn't, NASCAR wasn't really a priority at that point. I was just getting into it, you know. Uh, but I did go to Pocono Raceway that year, 2021, literally, like, two months after I got into NASCAR. Like, oh, wow. that's how into oh, wow. it I got, um, which was also very fun. Like, I feel like going oh, yeah. to a race is a lot more, like involved and you're like oh my god this is going on right in front of me it's so yeah. loud it's crazy but then like watching on tv it's still interesting and it's yeah. really cool to see how they maneuver through the cars and everything when you're there i've never been to one i've always wanted to go to one it's 
crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, the scale of the speed and like everything going is like, yeah. just way oh, different. It's crazy. Crazy. I've, I've like, never been to one, so I can't say how it is, but yeah. I've been to stuff where like you see on TV and then you see it. In well, when they like, pass by the stands you're on, it's just like... Like yeah, you can exactly. feel it in your chest. You can feel it. You get yeah. smacked oh, by yeah. it. Right, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, the first year, or when I went to uh, Pocono back in 2021, uh, mm. I was sitting like the second to front most row. Oh, I was, nice. I was like right next really? to the track. Yeah, it, it, was right right at, it, it was right at a turn three slash four. There's like kind of a joke with Pocono Raceway, like whether or not it's like three turns or four turns. But yeah, uh, coming out of the last turn, like that's where I was sitting. Um, and yeah, you could like feel it in your chest, like whenever the oh, cars yeah. would come by going like two hundred something miles an hour, or not to it. Actually, no, it's probably it's like one eighty. Yeah, like out of the corner. Anyway. Oh, so about yeah, out of the, <laughs> like, out of the yeah, corner. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, round it up, round up. Yeah, round it up. Just go just straight to <laughs> three hundred miles an hour. Right. <laughs> they're pretty much doing like six hundred miles an hour. Like they're, they're at least doing Mach yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Basically, bro. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I also watched. I, I, uh, on top of it being my first like mo- like major motorsport to go to. Uh, that I ever went to, uh, I also saw my first crash like in live in person. Ooh. It was like right in front of me too. I, I I think it was with Cole Custer. Um, I can't remember like who exactly was involved, but he take was... flight. No, he didn't. I, oh, I, I, he, he, did, did. He, he actually did Mach was... one flying. <laughs> <laughs> did Mach one flying. No, I didn't know if he rolled or just kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just kind of like into the wall, bounced off the wall, and, like okay. into the uh, inside wall. Still kind of scary. It's, yeah, no, you're going 180 miles an hour. Well, I mean, it's wall. motorsport. Like I was expecting it because yeah. you know I'm a motor. I, yeah. You know, NASCAR is the first motorsport I've watched, and you know they crash all the time yeah. in you know top level series. But like you know, uh, I had my mom with me and like you know some some other like family members that like weren't into racing at all. Uh, which is kind of funny, just like shoving them in, like on the front row seats, <laughs> like poking a raceway. Um, but you know, they obviously haven't had experience with this, so you know, for, to them it was definitely shocking. Yeah, you know, watching a car like go straight into the wall, at, like you know, hundred plus mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, you can definitely hear the crunch too. It was very, oh, yeah, yeah. No, so thankfully, scary. thankfully everyone was okay. Like, okay, no, that's no, good. That's yeah. my next question. Oh, okay. um, there we go. Yeah, yeah no, everyone was fine. Jeremy, do you watch Formula even? No, like literally, I'm very much uh, maybe a couple races if I'm like at home and I don't have anything to do. If it's on TV, I'll watch yeah, a little fair bit. Enough, I've fair heard enough. a couple names. So like I did hear about like Logano, Logano winning. Yeah. I heard about like the Wall Ride and all that stuff. So, oh like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a sick one. That was a sick one. But like yeah. I hear oh, a little yeah. bit about it. Maybe watch race every now and then. But no, I'm a very casual fan. I guess. Yeah. Very very. very you know. I'm very much I don't watch too much of it. So it's like I guess I'm very much the audience surrogate. If you right. haven't watched racing, I'm no, absolutely exactly. So like you know, I'm learning with well, you guys right here. So you're familiar with the concept of Formula One. It's not an oval yes. track, uh-huh. right? Yeah. The cars are a lot more nimble. They control yeah. a lot better. They're just as fast. They're faster, yeah. actually. I would say. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I guess if you put them in a straight tracks. line, yeah, yeah, they'd be a little bit faster, but. Only kind of because they have more power to get out of those turns quicker. Right. To make it a little more but competitive. But around the turns, they're like in NASCAR, you're doing 150 around a big ass turn. But, you know, yeah. with the. And if one's tighter, turns one, it's really that? tight, like okay. 80, 80 mile an hour or less. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. I've probably seen, like, you know, clips where, like, the grip is insane of, like, doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see it crazy turns and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. NASCAR and Formula One are drastically different. Like, their yeah. cars are designed for way different purposes. Uh, so it's kind of hard to compare the two. But, yeah. Um, either way, NASCAR and Formula One are at, like, the top level of their respective. Uh, Absolutely. Like categories. Yeah. And and the um, big one with NASCAR is that the cars are going so fast the entire time, yeah. inches away from each other. Right. In okay. Formula, yeah, you'll pass somebody really close to them, but in NASCAR, you're up it's, each other's butts. Yeah, li- oh, okay. the Super entire speedway racing time. Especially, it's oh a, yeah. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like a it's like a pack racing game, which is uh, like you know kind of like what you said. It's it's very different from Formula One, where you're like more uh, more used to like single car uh like lanes basically or 
or single car like following you know across like a circuit with le- lefts and rights of course of course um, of course but yeah no pack racing especially on like daytona and uh Taldeg and like those like huge super speedways is so fun it is Dude. so fun watching these guys go like 200 miles an hour like inches away from each other and i've heard like nascar fans like complain about it because oh, there's not a whole lot of passing you know it's not that interesting but for me like literally they don't even have to pass each other they could just do that for like oh yeah for like three hours i'm more than happy, happy with that oh, yeah. yeah um but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go into like what NASCAR is. So um, a lot of people, I for sure have heard about NASCAR, especially in the U.S. Oh, but, of course. Um, so NASCAR is actually split into three top series, uh, into three national series, I should say. Uh, but they also have like a bunch of other like international series. Like there's uh, NASCAR Mexico. Uh, they have the NASCAR Euro series. Uh, they also recently acquired a sprint series in Brazil. I think it's called like oh. NASCAR like sprint series i actually haven't heard anything about that yeah no that's new that, that just recently happened um but yeah so uh the u.s nascar is split into three national series um at the bottom you have the truck series uh in the middle you have the xfinity series and uh at the top you have the cup series and you know of course in between these three series they're also like running different cars so trucks obviously run trucks you know who would have right, guessed right, right. <laughs> uh, so they have one where they run trucks i didn't know that actually. yeah yeah, 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 um, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, their calendar's like a little bit shorter, oh. and it's kind of like their like intro series into oh, cool. into like some of uh, their their dirt tracks too, right? Yeah, they the also start, do dirt tracks yeah. too, um, more often than the other series because they also run like one or two dirt tracks, I think. Yeah, what's the middle one? Uh, oh, Xfinity. Yeah, Xfinity one. Yeah, I think they um they, you know they also run a couple dirt tracks, but like they're uh they they're similar to the Cup cars, like um but they have they're built to like different specifications and they look a little bit different. Um, it's kind of hard to like describe the difference. Yeah, them, so right? it's the same teams. Oftentimes, yeah. it'll be the same drivers, unless if they want to sub out for you know a new driver, an yeah. up and coming driver, or uh, like a substitute driver. Yeah, uh, we see a lot of the same names in Xfinity as we do in Cup. Right, and it's it almost feels like training to the championship guys. Right. Yeah, like when see, when you see Logano in an Xfinity race, you know he's not giving it his all. Like he's. He's working hard. Like he's still an athlete, right, yeah, but and he's in the playoffs. Like yeah, it's like more like training, and you're like kind of getting up to speed with it. Right, right. You might have a new car. You might have yeah. like a new lead tech. You might yeah. have a new. Uh, what do they call the guys with headsets? Uh, crew chiefs. Yeah, crew chiefs. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Hudson yeah, Hudson exactly. Hornet. Yeah, exactly. The Hudson <laughs> Hornet in cars. Just Let's go. In shape, basically, in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Keeping in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess if you want to keep the analogy. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Xfinity, a lot of the time, will run closely with Cup Series. Like, they'll run at, like, the same tracks, like, on the same weekend. Uh, like, so typically, um, if all three series are running, like, the same uh, track on the same weekend, uh, like, you know, Friday night will be uh, truck race, uh, Saturday midday will be the Xfinity race, and then Sunday uh, midday will be the Cup race. So you kind of have, like, that progression through the weekend, too. Um, so there's always, like, a ton of racing throughout um the uh the whole year uh which is another thing they mentioned because like cup runs like 36 races a year it's it's a lot they oh yeah those guys are super busy yeah um all the time yeah uh, on top of if they're also doing other series at the same time or if they're you know running xfinity um especially like the up-and-comers too because they might they might like you know run their xfinity program and also like jump in for like a couple of uh cup series races uh especially if like there's a, a driver absence but yeah no those guys are super busy the whole year round um and for a nascar fan like you're literally getting like 90 something races a year uh on top of other because you know a lot of nascar fans are also fans of like uh like short track racing and dirt racing that kind of thing mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and midget racing um <laughs> midget racing <laughs> oh, yep. that's okay that, that's like um they're like 
these like little uh, like little single seater cars that like go around like tight little uh, dirt tracks. Kyle uh, Bush jumps southern on the back of a midget. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, a very the- southern thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, how so uh, starting in twenty fourteen in terms of, like how the state how like the series works. Um, so they'll have like a regular season points or regular point season, which is basically what you would expect, kind of like if you're used to like European racing, uh, where you know, uh, go around a track, whoever finishes first um, gets some of those points. Um, at, towards the end of the season, uh, you know, you start to really care about the playoffs, which if you're into you know uh, American sports like you know baseball, football, whatever other sports use playoffs. Uh, you're already used to that, but you know, coming in as someone who's never watched a ball sport in his entire life, uh, I don't really care, honestly, about like you know, football or baseball or whatever. Or football, um, the good old classic football. It's like a little football? hot take, yeah. So do you, do you mean, as, as Americans call it, soccer? Yeah. I was gonna say, do you mean football or do you mean soccer? Both. You know, we'll what's say both. football? Football americano. <laughs> oh, that's that's what the Germans call football, right? Football. Whatever you say, Maddie. <laughs> the rest of the world, English the and the French and the Spanish. And Americans call it soccer. Like you're you're, <laughs> off every you're talking about football, right? With like the field field goals and the quarterback. For football, sure. For sure. right? Yeah, For sure, and the net. Do you mean? Oh, you mean the soccer World Cup? Uh, <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> soccer World Cup. Yeah, really dude, the soccer World Cup. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, exactly. so. we've got the finalists now, right? Uh, yeah, Argentina just beat Croatia like three zero. So nice. and today, I think France beat Morocco. Yeah. yeah, so there we go. Which is very disappointing, Yeah, if you ask me. I, mean, I, I mean, wanted Morocco to go. I wanted them to be the I underdog. Just, I mean, dude, not going to lie. The like, the fact, they were the underdogs crazy. the entire way through, and yeah. it's the first time like a team of their caliber got to this far. They got this far. So it's like, I mean, like, that'd be cool to see them win. Like, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah like I was, I was kind of like, let them go to the final. Yeah, let, let, let try. Let them go. Let, let, them, let them go. Let them go. <laughs> I want to see Morocco win, bro. No, but like, yeah, it'd been cool to see them get there. But obviously, I guess the energy of the world is like trying to see Messi win a World Cup. And yeah. well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Nah, I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, I know you watch football. You don't watch football. <laughs> you mean soccer? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I am not a soccer watcher either. Gotta say. Oh no, I've been watching some you of the World Cup. Soccer? I, yeah, I watch yeah. a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love soccer. I just don't know what football is, yeah. unless if you're talking about the quarterbacks, right? Like blitzing and the tight ends. Second Those are my favorite. Yeah. Throwing a hail mary. My receiver. <laughs> what was that? Should call it like egg ball. Should egg call ball. it egg <laughs> ball. I love it. I love it. Kind of like uh, well, we're getting off topic. Maybe like uh, no, but yeah, yeah. Sports are cool. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so so NASCAR. Right. So we've so got NASCAR. something coming up in January, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's not NASCAR. That's uh, that's the twenty four hours of Daytona, which I'll get into. Don't worry. I'll get I'll get there. The Le Mans. The Le, the Le Mans of America. Yes. All right. Um, so back. Let's to the, get there. Back to NASCAR. Actually, I'll I'll talk about like how the races work. Um, so races are like four hours long usually. Uh, which is very unattractive to people who. Uh, how many miles is it roughly? Uh, e- so each of the races are actually like c- like denoted by how long they are. So like a five hundred. So I don't know. It'll be like the the blue emo like five hundred. Oh, so it's five hundred. It says it's five hundred miles. Oh, okay. uh, some tracks actually go by like laps if mm-hmm. if they're uh, shorter, like Martinsville's. Like yep. The name is based off of like the amount of laps. You yeah. Um, but yeah. So each of the e- either way, like uh, no matter like how how many miles it is it's usually still like around like three or four hours right um so uh each of the races is split into stages this is also a new thing as matt drops his um i was really hoping you were you thinking you're gonna get away with that drop blood i didn't see anything exactly (laughs) come on hang on (laughs) cut that cut that i literally just turned this (laughs) one on too sorry sean (laughs) um but yeah so each of the this is also a new thing from like 2014 um 
So each of the races is split up into like three stages. Um, this is done to like promote like closer racing, especially like towards the end of the race, instead of like letting you know one guy just like run with it for like the whole like three four hours long. Um, so stage one is the f about you know the first like quarter of the race. Uh, stage two is you know the next quarter, and then stage three that's the rest of the race, so, like the other half. Um, at the end of each stage, there's a winner. Uh, this is like a top ten basically. So there's like three mini mini races um, within like the main race. And the points that you get from winning the stages or finishing in the top 10 in the stages goes towards your championship points. Um, so I think uh, the you know first or first uh, stage one winner gets like 10 points or something like that, um, which adds up over time, uh, especially Absolutely. if you're running like 36 Absolutely. races. Yeah, so uh, stage stages are very important in terms of like uh, championship standing, like always, you know, being at the front of the field, like throughout the whole, you know, four hours is also very important. But of course, you still want to win the, the main race overall. Like that's where you're going to get the most points and that's where you're going to get um, a guaranteed place in the playoffs, uh, which, by the way, um, the 16 drivers or 16 winners throughout the season are guaranteed a spot in uh, the playoffs. Uh, and if there's more than 16, then it just goes based on points. So, um, yeah, if you win, you're in, basically. So, um, and then at the end of the season, you have the playoffs, which is uh, split into, like, four different rounds. So, first round is the round of 16. That's where all of the playoff drivers are. Um, and the bottom four, uh, in terms of points, throughout that, like, the three race span that is the round of 16, uh, get knocked out. So... Um, you also have to be finishing well within. Oh, and by the way, uh, in in those playoff standings, you're basically like only racing your playoff guys. Like, so it's you're only really paying attention to, like the 16 drivers. But you know, of course, like most of the field is still there. Uh, basically, yeah, just yeah. fun. Um, so yeah. So and then going into the next round, the round of 12. You know, same situation. Like three rounds of the round of 12. Uh, bottom four drivers get knocked down. Then you have the round of eight, and then the round of four. Uh, the championship four, and that's the, the end of the season. Like one race, uh, four drivers. Whoever finishes in front of those four drivers is the champion. The champion, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that race is usually held at Phoenix, which is not the best track, I will say. <laughs> no, not my favorite either. Yeah, it's why is it not the best track? Like, as someone who's not familiar with all the tracks, I guess, like, what makes that one not good for that one? Because like, it's that? like it's just like an intermediate track with like not a whole lot of passing. It's not very exciting uh, okay. to watch. Gotcha. Uh, you know, they're definitely like so a, not as dynamic, maybe. Is yeah, not word? as dynamic, dynamic is a good way to put it. Yeah, some tracks are definitely a lot better for racing than others. Uh, and that's also seen with, you know, Formula One and other mm -hmm. series. Uh, it's just, you know, it kind of happens in, like, every series. There's always going to be, like, one or two not good races. Um, like Texas Motor Speedway. So, Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, um, uh, throughout the season, there's also an all-star race, which doesn't count towards the championship, uh, but there is a large prize pool. Like, I think the winner of the all-star race gets, like, a million dollars. Um and not bad yeah the baja budget bro need <laughs> <laughs> more money bro that's only what 10 percent of the budget it's whatever <laughs> yeah anyway um for the parties you know for everything else yeah, yeah, for that's parties. the extra part that's the extra budget for everything else too. yeah um but you have to like you have to like race yourself into the all-stars like not anyone can just like you know say i want to be in the all-star race um and they'll just let them in um you have to like so before the All Star race, there's like two qualifying races, I think, uh, split and they like split the field in half, and um, so the first group will race and like whoever's in like the top few, I, I don't remember like the exact like positions you have to be to advance into the um, into the All Star race, but uh, so they'll just like eliminate whoever's like on the bottom half or whatever, 
in, within like both of those uh, qualification races. And then when the race day comes, uh, just you know, have at it. Whoever wins wins, and they get the million dollars. I think they still have stages. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah, uh, but there's no points. So yeah. uh, just kind of whoever wins the race gets a million dollars. Yeah, knockout style. Yeah, knockout yeah. style. Um, oh yeah, right. Um, I think like for the qualification races, uh, is it that like, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, like if you get like a certain, if you get a certain position, like you're safe, you're guaranteed to be in the all-star race or. Well, with the, uh, with the qualifyings. Yeah. In the qualifying yeah. races before them. So if you're like the first five positions or something like that or. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Something like that. I'm not certain. Yeah. But either way. Yeah. Um, it, it's more of like a fun thing, you know, in the middle of like the season, whatever, yeah. just, uh, and, and you do have some under, underdogs like trying to win. I think Ryan Blaney. Uh, who's one of like who, my, who was my pick this year to actually win the championship? Really, didn't win a single point season race, but he did win the All Star race. Oh, which okay. I mean, he got a oh, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Something but he didn't right. get a championship. You don't so. need to win the championship if you made a million dollars. That's true, season, right? That's true. Your team won't be too mad about that. Yeah, I'm just very upset about Joel Lacano winning's championship. Man, he was like the. You're really that upset about it? Okay, well, <laughs> not like I don't lose voice, sleep so over yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not like genuinely upset about it, but. Out of all the drivers that could have won it, I didn't want Logano to win it. Like I, I was looking forward to Ross Chastain even before the Walright thing, and everyone got on his. Is that you know, Ross Chastain? That was Ross Chastain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and everyone knew him afterwards. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Everybody. <laughs> which was. Everybody hopped on the bandwagon. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Including <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> okay. Look, I was I was a fan of his. Walrides McGee. Exactly. <laughs> Walrides McGee. That's a good title to have. Honestly, he deserves that. He, that was honestly, I could go on about oh, an incredible soul. move. That was. Did you guys see the clip that had like his headset audio in yeah. it? Yeah. Just Dude, him talking to like, his crew. Oh, I was thinking about the one from like what from the dash, I guess. Like where like it just yeah, kind of like crackles. Dash, and, like, that's also footage, good. But, that's yeah, also good. The audio. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the. Oh, we're on the wall now. The camera. <laughs> yeah, no. He was like, yeah, I'm just gonna send it. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Going for it, boys. And he sent it. <laughs> Going for it. And he sent it. Dude, that thing looked unreal. But um, yeah. So Ross Chastain coming in the season. Uh, and Trackhouse Racing in general, uh, which is one of the NASCAR Cup, Cup Series teams, who is owned by Red Bull or not Red Bull, uh, Pitbull, uh, Mr. Three Hundred Five, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Worldwide himself. I, yeah, I, Mr. Worldwide himself wow. owns uh, Trackhouse Racing. That sounds pretty sick. Yeah, um, right there. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I, I think. Oh my God, what's that one boxer's name? Uh, uh, May Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah, Mayweather. he also owns another team, uh, oh, wow. uh, the Money Team. Does uh, he really? Uh, yeah, uh, they only ran uh, the Daytona 500 and I think a couple other races this year. I think they okay. also ran Road America. Um, oh, which by the way, NASCAR is not just ovals. They also run on uh, rights and lefts as well. <gasps> There's a right. What? <laughs> we both had to say something. This is the first th- first time I'm hearing about it. No. <laughs> Southern yeah. Devon is like, wait, what? <laughs> Southern Devon. Southern, Southern, Southern Devon. Ska- screamed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I know there's, I forget where they are, but I do know that there's tracks that's actually yeah. racing tracks, not just circles. And yeah. Um, so there's Road America. There's, Ro- I, oh no, not Road Atlanta. Uh, there's uh, Watkins Glen. There's Circuit of the Americas. They don't, they only run like a handful of. Yeah, uh, there's not many. Yeah. So, but either way, it's like a fun little thing to watch. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, certain drivers are really good on, on uh, road courses. Um, and they really shine. Like I, I think Bubba Wallace is pretty good on. Wait, actually maybe not. I can't remember actually. I oh no, Bubba Wallace is good on super speedways, which who I'm a fan of. Um, but yeah, no, certain drivers are really good at uh, road course racing. Um, but yeah, NASCAR is actually really complex. 
It's not just... Sounds like it. Yeah, it's not just, like, turning left for, like, four hours yeah, straight. So you mentioned there's a Le Mans. NASCAR. Yeah, that's that's for a different series. Um, okay. So the 24 Hours of Daytona, which is basically, like, American Le Mans. Yeah. Um, so that's in January. That's on, that's run by uh, IMSA, the International Motorsports Association, which I always thought was an ironic name because all the races are in America, but whatever. <laughs> International? <laughs> yeah, it's just America. Like the World not Series. the AMCA? <laughs> yeah. The AMCA? Like the World Series? Actually, you know, they might have Canadian race. Um, well, at least like their top series level, their top level yeah. uh, series, the uh, Michelin Endurance Series, is American. Uh, but yeah, so at the start of the race, to start off the uh, uh, Michelin Endurance Series, they'll they'll um, initiate the season with the 24 Hours of Daytona, um, which, as it sounds, is a 24 hour long race at the uh, Daytona International Speedway. Um, so the track does incorporate part of the oval but most of it is like the inner road course section so daytona does also have an inner inner road course section um so honestly the daytona 24 hours is like probably one of the things uh, one of the biggest things that i look forward to like every year because it you know it kicks off like the racing season basically um and this past year we actually had like a really good uh like race like right at the end uh, it was between like two of the uh, porsches uh, because the IMSA uh, endurance series like is a multi-class series, I'll get into that. Um, but you yeah, know, like, it was literally right to the wire between uh, I think it was like the FAF Porsche and uh, KCMG. Um, yeah, no, it was really exciting, like right up to the end. Um, but yeah, uh, so what multi-class racing is, uh, you'll have um, like f- a-, a handful of different categories of cars that are each competing for their own race, basically. Um, so you'll have like the GT cars, the Grand Tourers, which are uh, basically, like, souped-up, like, consumer vehicles. Like, you have the Porsche 911 GT3. Nice. Uh, the Lamborghini Oracon GT3. Yeah. Ferraris. Uh, Ferraris, yeah. The Ferrari actually just came out with their new uh, 296 GT3. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, it's super <laughs> gorgeous car. Um, Screw that. Yeah, give me BM- a, not a Ferrari fan? Nah, give me the Porsche every day that we Yeah, honestly, here. yes. Yes. Yeah. Italian cars, no? No, Italian I like car. an Italian car, don't get me wrong. As an Italian, I understand that they are quality. They are. Say, like, as an but you guys like, wow. know who owns Ferrari, right? It's the Volkswagen it's Audi group. Yeah. Volkswagen yeah, they do. Audi. They do. Yeah. 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 They're they, owned by uh, Mercedes is independent though, right? Or is Mercedes yeah. under that? Mercedes is the is, parent company which owns several which, makes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari, Lamborghini, and either Bentley or Rolls Royce, whichever one is I based out of England. Bugatti's on that. Yeah. Yes, Bugatti is as well. Uh, no. Yeah, no, they're yeah. owned by Vag now, yeah. the Volkswagen Audi Group. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> like he slipped up. <laughs> Long story short, the Volkswagen Audi Group, uh, the Porsche is their nicest car. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Other than the Audi, of course. Yeah. Uh, we talked way, about this. I'm a yeah. German car guy. Yeah, is Honda in it or is it under Acura? Honda, so so Honda I know, I owns Acura. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I didn't know if they were racing an Acura car or if it's a Honda brand. Uh, so Acura races in like the top level. Right. Um, so that's the DPI category. Yeah. Or well, it was used to be called DPI, the Daytona uh, Prototype International, but now that got rebranded to GTP, which is, stands for uh, GT Prototype. Right. Um, which uh, I, I'm not too sure about like the specific regulation changes. Because um, yeah, if they weren't racing in America, then it's going to be an Acura. But if right. It's, Anywhere else, it's a Honda. Yeah. So uh, pretty much. But Acura only races like at the top level in terms of, like endurance yeah. racing in in the U.S. Right. Uh, w- with the uh, with this year's or next year's uh, ARX 05 or 06 actually. Okay. Uh, which is a gorgeous car. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all of the GTP cars are gorgeous. They're literally really every single pretty cars. I was yeah. shocked. 
my my personal favorite is the uh, BMW M Hybrid. Yeah. Um, those big old nostrils, which actually look yeah. good. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. I think BMW took a wrong turn a couple of years ago, <laughs> and they just keep they keep digging themselves a deeper and deeper grave. That's well, whoever they have on their motorsports side is killing it because I think their motorsports cars, fair enough, all look so good. Can I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pull up the. Uh, uh, pull up the. Uh, was it uh, the BMW. M3 hybrid? You said. Uh, no, the uh, BMW M Hybrid. Oh, just no numbers, sorry. Yeah, no no numbers. Which was honestly surprising, because I figured they would throw some numbers in there, because yeah. they usually do, but whatever. Yeah, I was checking out the list you put. It was like the Toyota GR, the Gazoo, the Gazoo Racing yeah, one, the, the Alpine, the, Ca- yeah, the Cadillac was those, one, too. Yeah, um, so a lot of those cars are only racing the WC, which is the European. Yeah, yeah I think it's gorgeous. Ooh. Yeah, which is honestly, like, that car and the... Uh, they still got to put the nostrils on those? I quite like it. That's what I said. That's what I said. They started doing it with the street cars, and now they're going to put it on their cool cars. They kept getting bigger and bigger, and now they threw it on that. I think it looks good. I think it's disgusting. Other than that, I think it looks good. But the grill... The grill, it's it's like the one. Wait, so so Jeremy, you you like that? I mean, it does look like a big pair of nostrils. The front front view right there. I Uh, guess I'm the only one here. uh, Yeah, I can't can't, like agree with you, Brandon. It's totally fine to... I can't agree with you, Brandon, but it just reminds me of like a a jet, like a fighter jet. That's probably what What's the name of the Porsche that they're using for GTP? It's the 963, which is also another gorgeous looking car. It's a successor to the 919, which was Porsche's last super successful race car. Yeah, Come on, subtle, that looks really good. but beautiful. Right, right, right. Like, it's not yeah. as understated. The Classy, right? Classy. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. Classy. Classy. Yeah. And Ferrari is also running with the uh, 499P, uh, which is another gorgeous car. It's not a GTP car. It's only racing. In... Wait, actually, is it GTP? I actually don't Ooh. remember now. Is that one? Uh. uh yeah, no, uh, so the WC that with is their, quite pretty, actually. Uh, yeah. With their LMDH category and the GTP category are very similar. Uh, there's there's like the same type of car, but they just run under different regulations and like run under different races basically. But uh, they are in theory competitive. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they should be. Yeah, uh, super gorgeous looking cars. I love them so much. Um, you know, I like my NASCARs more. That's fair. There's that's no fair. point to have those big wheel wells and being so close to the ground. How are you supposed to roll it? <laughs> they do it anyway. They do. It oh, anyway. they manage. They <laughs> yeah. certainly manage. They'll find a way. <laughs> They'll find oh, a way. Uh, but yeah, so right back to what I was saying about uh, 24 hours of yeah. Daytona. So yeah, as it sounds, uh, it's a 24-hour long endurance race um, at the Daytona track in Florida in February or not February, uh, late January, January, almost February. Um, so um, honestly, when I first learned about endurance racing, I thought that they literally just had like each driver run for 24 hours straight. Uh, <laughs> but no, they don't do that. That would be a really bad idea. That'd but they did. They used to. Terrible. Yeah, back in like the 1960s, they had like no rules about like how long you could be in the car for. So all some guys literally would just drive for 24 wise. hours straight. Yeah, well, why yeah, not? Early racing Stop and, you know, just yeah. bring a pee bottle with you, right? Exactly. Literally. Yeah. The two liter, the old good old two liter. Two liter. Wow. Two liter. Few of them. Literally. Few of them. Load it up. But yeah, no. The drivers are only allowed to drive like a certain uh certain length or well more accurately i should say uh oh, they, they only, have they have a time limit yeah they have a time limit well there's a minimum drive time so in order to achieve that especially if like three or four drivers right. you'll have to you know l- give the car to you know your drivers for a certain num- number of laps yeah or hours it's counted in hours yeah. um so yeah 
Uh, unlike NASCAR, it's just 24 hours straight, like no breaks, no stages or nothing, just 24 hours straight. It's more of like a, a challenge on your equipment than it is on the drivers themselves, although it, it is a mixture uh, of both. A bit, yeah. yeah, a bit of both. But yeah, you have to make your car reliable enough to run at race pace for 24 hours straight, Yeah, uh, which is very difficult to achieve. So Certainly. Yeah. Especially a lot of pushing time. Pushing it so hard. It's yeah. going 100 and however many miles an hour. Yeah, especially on like the outer bank where you're literally like, you know, foot to the floor. Yeah. Uh, like on the oval. Um, so yeah, it's, it, uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of mechanical issues throughout the 24 hours. Um, but a lot of the time it doesn't even put you out of the race. Like you can have like a drive shaft, like literally fall off your car, but you can like, bring slap it back to the pits. Yeah. Slap back in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, the two of us have gone to our Baja competitions, Baja SAE, the four hour endurance race is not easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I was on Carnage not. Crew, so like I could see like everything just getting damaged very badly. Oh, yeah. Like every car literally right. had like what, a broken... A broken drive shaft literally just popped out. You could just popped see out. it. Like it was just—it was funny as hell. In in and the like, first twenty uh, minutes yeah. of the race, half of the teams pit. For the first no, twenty yeah. minutes. In the first twenty no, minutes literally. of a four-hour endurance, wow. half of the teams wow. pit. If you can honestly break from the line, you're you're set. Yeah. You're golden. Take yeah. your time. Scope out the scope out the track. There's always that beginning section where like everything's going wrong for a certain, for most of the teams, and yeah. then after that's kind of like evens out, and then yeah. like usually by driver switch is a couple more like flips and turns and stuff like because now the new driver's getting used to it yeah and that's like it was a fun four hours just seeing like we were like okay it should be about now we'll get some like flips right and then there was a couple <laughs> flips and then we're like here we go time to go to work so it was, it was a very fun time over there yeah but uh so yeah no endurance racing like honestly uh you can honestly like consider finishing the race a success like just being able to cross the line after 24 hours is already a win in and of itself regardless if you're like 10 20 laps oh, yeah. down yeah um but yeah uh, and you can also like bet on the fact that other people are going to have in- issues with their cars. So even if you're like at the start of the race, uh, like ten laps down, like you'll probably get that back eventually. Like either. Oh yeah, you could catch up by quite a few laps, yeah, even yeah, an hour shorter hours. endurance <laughs> race. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know that's based on like you know having a bunch of uh, cautions throughout the race, um, where you can like unlap yourself, um, or just you know being faster and catching up on your own, basically. And also, of course, like I said, banking off the fact that other drivers are going to have their own issues, too. Um, honestly, this might be a controversial, controversial take, but I think sports car racing and endurance racing is a better form of motorsport than Formula One. Whoa. Wait, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to hide. Honestly, it's like I, know, I know why it's only once. Was it? It's once a year. So it's, well, it's, I, that's that's the first race. Yeah. There's a bunch of other races, too. Yeah, that are also the races like, after, but yeah. like that 24 hours, it's just so like straining on the per- like yeah straining on the car obviously the engine and everything but also but on mentally the draining too yeah especially in the late hours yeah especially in the late hours if yeah it's it's rough probably yeah you'll see like a lot of drivers like literally just have like a lapse of judgment at like you know three in the morning understandably so and then they'll like you know make a mistake go off and like you know yeah. damage the car or <laughs> literally exactly do three again, you know, you guys ever watch uh ford v ferrari that movie is so good, good. Movie, i yeah. love that movie. i so much. haven't seen what? it you need to watch well, it it's man, really we're talking about this ford versus ferrari God, i'll see myself out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why well actually 24 the uh, Daytona 24 hours is in that movie. They do mention uh, it, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the yeah, driver yeah. drives that one for a minute to prove himself. Yeah, like that is um, a movie. Because yeah. he, he drove the Shelby Cobra, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the, the GT so, anyway. went to Le Mans, right? Actual, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's more focused on Le Mans, which is also uh, like probably one of the biggest races in all of motorsport. Oh uh, yeah, throughout the whole year, on top of like the Indy 500 and like the Monaco. I Grand mean, Prix. we spoke about it last time. There are two cars sat in my backyard rotting away, named after the Le Mans race. Yeah, it's it's the '73 Pontiac GTO Le Mans body style. Yeah, 
Oh, yep. Because you haven't heard the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess the first to hear of it, yeah, because I yeah, they talked about that for a minute. Yeah. Is it for sale? <laughs> He's like, I want it, and I want it now. Uh, they do not run. But that is a desirable car, though, so you could probably sell that for that's yeah, if pretty. you wanted to oh, sell if it. If you fix that up, even if Come on. Oh, yeah, once yeah. you fix that up, it's over, yeah. bro. That's just. Over. And what's the other one? They, they're both oh, 73 Le Mans. Yeah. So one has the. We talked about it last time, just very briefly again. Right. One is the 455 cubic inch uh, big block V8. Massive. I think it's like 7.6 liters or something Which in a V8. Stupid. 7. 7. And it makes like yeah. 200 horsepower. Like, yeah, seriously. That, that's honestly one of my favorite things about like late. 7.6? Yeah. Like, did you say 200 horsepower? Like out of like a big ass engine? Yeah. Like, yeah, 7.45. American engineers were not concerned about efficiency. Like they no. were just like, let us make it as big as you can and just throw oh, it in. Yeah. And oh, it makes yeah. like It'll 200 fine. horsepower. It's slow as molasses. <laughs> slow as molasses. <laughs> like how do, you, how do you make an engine that big and that well, Weak. they were sold mostly for people to mod them. They were actually fair, really... Actually. Yeah, I, have wait, so here's the, the engine. The engine the body. Not yeah. the purpose no, of the no, engine, no. because 200 and... I think it was like 218 horsepower. Roughly. Yeah. That at the time was a lot. Yeah. Because well, okay, your sure. economy well, yeah, yeah, car yeah, had right, 45 right, right. horsepower. Right. You know, you, yeah. you, got, yeah. for like the you got a big Volkswagen bus. That thing was making like 33 horsepower. This little car with that... You were on the drag strip. Yeah. You were impressing everybody. You were picking up all the ladies. Right. Yeah. It is. It is a product of its time, which is important. To oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you change, uh, you change the camshaft around. You do a little boring. You change the compression ratio to oh, something ridiculous, some. like fi- like fifteen to one. Get the beans out. You of that jet one. your carb, <laughs> dude. You could get the, get beans, the beans out of yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, it's seven and a half liters. You make use of those seven and a half liters. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Um. But yeah, no, Le Mans is also an amazing race. Which honestly, yeah. I mean, that's honestly like a larger race than Daytona Twenty Four is. But um, agreed. Uh, but you know, IMSA there's more is, of a spectacle around it, right? Yeah, since it's that twenty four hour sort of, yeah. you know, hyped up, kill the car, yeah, kill the drivers. Sort in of thing. some instances, yeah, not oh. in a while, <laughs> not, not in a while, no, not for a while. But that was um, more of like a metaphorical, right? You know, um, but yeah. There also used to be a thing like in the '90s, I think, of like literally like flying cars, uh, because they. So what what had happened was um, the drivers were like these cars would generate like a ton of lift oh, underneath they weren't them. Aerodynamic at and, all. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least underneath them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually why you see like cutoffs like, or like these uh, cuts like in the yeah. in the wheel wells to let that air escape, so you, you're not generating so much lift. Um, I think it was the uh, Mercedes like CLK something. Uh, it was one of their uh, like prototype cars. They would literally fly. There was one very it actually hit what, Mach, Mach one. Yeah. It actually hit Mach one. Then they go flying off. <laughs> yeah, there's this one like super popular clip of like one of their Mercedes cars, uh, like literally flying up and off the track and like into the trees. And it is honestly amazing how wow. the guy didn't die. He did. Oh, he's alive. He's he lived <laughs> from after that. But. Yeah. Um, I can't. I don't remember specifically who the driver was. I think it might have been Mark Weber, uh, but I don't know if that's exactly true. But, um, yeah, no, the guy somehow managed to drive. Which, even back then, which, uh, you know, given how far we've come in terms of safety standards, safety, yeah, it's yeah. amazing he didn't die. Ergo. <laughs> ergo, yeah. I keep forgetting that I'm ergo and safety. Don't and tell anyone safety. else that, but I keep forgetting that ergo and safety. <laughs> Don't nice. tell anyone else that on no, the worry, podcast. That's what Kooks always tells me. He's the one that's taking care of safety. He'll be like, that's not safety. Live on the radio. Like, oh, no, <laughs> I know. <laughs> safety third, right, guys? Oh, <laughs> safety third. Safety third. third. Absolutely. All you need is your safety squints. You got the I, be fine. I can <laughs> tell you how many times I've uh, welded without a mask on. Not on school property. Definitely on my not. own private I was about time. To say, like, are you sure not. you want to admit that? No, it's on my own private time. I'm a pri- I'm an American citizen. He can do what he wants in his private time, guys. <laughs> exactly. 
He can blind himself if he wants. You, you just like size up the line that you're trying to weld. You look away and you just. You look away, you close one eye. And then eye. you look back and you look go. Look back. Looks terrible. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> right? Looks terrible. And then you put it on your <laughs> no, car. And go drive seventy miles an hour. Good enough. Good enough is what we're aiming. Good yeah. enough for it's for basically. Good enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so back on uh, back with IMSA. So yeah, uh, it starts off with 24 hours of Daytona, 24 hour long uh, endurance race. But they also run a bunch of different uh, races throughout the year. Uh, some shorter, some uh, a lot. Actually, all of them shorter than that. Uh, the 24 hour oh, yeah. Daytona is the longest race of the year. Um, but they'll also run like two and a half hour long races. They'll run like six and six hour long races. And you know the series ends uh, with the Petit Le Mans uh, at Road Atlanta, which is 10 hours long. Um, which I think I unfortunately I missed out on like this really good race uh, to the line a couple years ago. Um, I can't remember who it was with. It was I know it was like with the act. I think it was like between an Acura and the Cadillac. But <laughs> what are you laughing about? Sorry, nothing, nothing. Okay. Anyway, um, cut, cut. <laughs> this microphone smells good. What <laughs> <laughs> we'll got that? What we'll got that? <laughs> um, but yeah. So oh, we didn't. We didn't do it. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, uh, that too. <laughs> technical thing. We'll get back to it. Is it the clap thing? Yeah. I was wondering about that too. Actually. We never marked. Okay. Ready? Is it too late now? No. Why? Why would it be too late? That's fair. He'll edit that. Put it in post. <laughs> yep. Oh, perfect. Good. Okay. Oh. Um. But yeah. <laughs> so IMSA also runs like a bunch of shorter races throughout the year. Uh. All, all of them endurance races. Um. Oh right. So I I didn't mention this before, but yeah. So of course, like you're not gonna have one driver. Um driving for the whole 24 hours so you'll have driver changes during pit stops so like a driver will, will um so g- he'll go on like what's called like a stint uh which is basically like from the time you leave the pits to the time you come back uh either for like tires or fuel um and they'll like you know base like how long they drive off of stints so say you do like um you know like uh three stints i think would be like an hour and a half um so like about half an hour on like tires and fuel and then you'll come back and then you'll you know throw them out uh and throw the next guy in um so drivers do have to practice you know driver changes so they you know speed up you know gain a couple tenths wherever they can um even though i think the limiting factor is still like how fast you can fuel in the car but it's still good to you know uh get drivers in and out of quickly everything else situated and right like you know go go right away yeah you know there's a lot of facets about endurance racing that make it so fun to watch like honestly uh just like watching the cars go around and watching all the driver changes, like there, there doesn't even have to be like on track racing or like close racing for like the whole twenty four hours because there's still something to watch. There's still something to pay attention to, uh, consistently throughout like twenty four whole hours, uh, which is one of the reasons why I think it's better than Formula One, honestly. Um, but yeah, and also of course there's also the fact that like a lot of the 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 teams, especially like in the lower or lower categories, like GT. Uh, which is still like you know that's still like the top level of grand touring racing, um, you know they're 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 so a lot of the time they're literally racing in the same exact car, like it'll be Porsche versus Porsche or like Lamborghini versus Lamborghini or Ferrari, um, and they'll have like races like right up until the line like in 2021 with the the two Porsches at the end of the 24 hours of Daytona, which honestly the fact that you're like able to like stay like stay on the same pace as another driver another team for like literally 24 whole hours to have a battle to the end even after all of that is amazing so yeah like literally every year there's always a new story um you know out of the twix like the whole 24 hours so there's always something to look forward to uh especially this year or this coming year when we have like a bunch of new competitors uh and a bunch of new rules uh both in the gtp category and the uh, lmdh category in the wec um which the wc the world endurance championship is basically like the 
the European version of this. It's also larger than IMSA. Um, and they'll be running like the 24 hours of day or 24 hours of Le Mans, which is like I said, the biggest race in all of motorsport, or at least one of the biggest races aside from like the Indy 500, uh, in all of motorsport. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all got to have a little watch party, right? Baja's oh, got to sit dude, down for, uh, yeah. sit down for 24 hours and watch the Le Mans. Yeah. Of course. Sounds like a, sounds like a ball. I love it. It yeah. does. Honestly. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon, thank you for lecturing us on NASCAR. <laughs> of course. Uh, but your, your sage knowledge let us sign out with uh, a little conversation about what we do about Baja. Because racing's you know, fun. We're all into racing. We love to race. But how are you guys feeling about how the season's going, being on Highlander Racing and all that? Let's get, uh, let's get a couple of takes from you two. Oh, you want to start? Devin, or want me to start? I mean, yeah, I'll start. Yeah, I feel like – I mean, I, I was here – the when I started at Baja, it was January of last semester, so – I was on when everyone was just building the car and actually <clears throat> putting it together. And so I didn't really get to see like the develop the development side of it, but I feel like we're pretty good on schedule so far, at least for drivetrain. Like I'm the, me and like one other part are kind of non-schedule, but other than that, it feels like everyone's doing pretty well so far and we're ready for the following weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I've heard a couple of updates from Drivetrain, but uh, Joel's been working a whole lot. Uh, yeah, they're putting in so many hours. Yeah, just doing all the research and calculations and everything. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've got 17, 17, 17 days until our design freeze. Yeah, so the deadline. So that's a big one. We're all getting ready for that, I'm sure. Of course, oh, for sure, it's gonna be a fun time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, right. Exactly. Jeremy, how's uh, working with chassis? Uh, it's been good. I mean, you know, Chris, he's a quiet guy, but like, you know, usually whenever he mentions something, it's important. So I've been, every conversation I have with him, usually it's like down to what's important. And uh, it's pretty good. I like working with him, honestly. And uh, yeah, we're working on trying to make the chassis size like, because, um, you know, you want to make the wheel be as short as what they want it to do. And they want to optimize space, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like one of the things about ergonomics, actually, I was talking about earlier, a lot of the research is also based around like a standard car. And like you, your seating position is incredibly different in like a, in a Baja car. So it's part of like the struggle, like trying to find a way to like sort of translate it over to this type of thing, and like a truly ergonomic car is not a proper race car. So it's like you know it's kind of like a weird like middle ground to face, but it's been good. We were able to get sort of like a nice compromise between everything, and it's been great working with you know guys on brakes on the pedals. We're nice kind of like uh, working with everyone else, everyone else on different parts and stuff. Like that, the whole working together aspect of it, like uh, like like Devin just said, the deadlines seem to be pretty good. We're all kind of getting there, and that's kind of nice to see. And, you know, hopefully a good research phase and design phase will make an easier manufacturing phase because yeah, we'll think absolutely. about everything ahead of time. Because, yeah. like he said, I also joined in fall, before, a little bit before even fall, but I got more active in January, like the next semester that came by for the manufacturing phase. Mm. And definitely it was cu- quite hectic, very, very oh, hectic. Everyone here really knows how hectic that yeah. was. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we and made we it. we spoke on that last time. Oh, too. yeah, we know how bad that was. But, like, you know, we're trying to get ahead of the curve on that in terms of knowing what we're trying to do before we do it. Mm. And I think we're there. I think we're in a good spot right now. I'm pretty happy with my team, honestly. I think everyone has, has had a good team, honestly, at this point. You know, I think everyone's had um, a good amount of, like, people attending and, like, doing doing their work. Pretty happy with my team. I, I'm, I'm imagining you guys are happy with yours as well. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah, this team has been uh, it's been good a- so far. Attendance has yeah, been exactly. great. Mm-hmm. We yeah. uh, onboarded 40-some-odd new Something members. Like that, yeah. We've right. kept almost all of them. We kept and a good we amount, honestly. I was almost all of last bad, season, I was surprised too. in the beginning how many we got, honestly, a little bit. Because, you know, it just seems to be like, you know, you, you'll have a couple presentations. You'll talk to a lot of people. And then usually not many of them will, like, show up for interest right. or whatever. So I wasn't expecting that many people to, to join, which was great that we were able to, like, hold on to, like, a good amount of them as well. 
And that's down to, I guess, like HR and everyone on eboard that were able to kind of create a great plan. Because that was, like, I think Victoria's plan over the summer. She yeah. did the onboarding plan. So good on her there, too, actually. Oh, yeah. Business put in a lot yeah, of work for this season. And there, I think actually. it's been coming around. Oh, for sure. Seriously. Yeah. We've, been, uh, we've been doing a lot of good stuff. And I'm really happy with everything that's been coming out of it. But as far as being on ergonomics with that whole, what does ergonomics even do? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for real. When you got thrown, what, five guys? Four or five guys, yeah. Four or five yeah. guys. Did you think to yourself, like, what am I going to have these kids do? Honestly, in the beginning, like, in the summer, yeah. Definitely when, like, I first started. Like, right before Arizona, like, when they were kind of trying to get new leads going and trying to, like, restart the whole leadership thing going. Definitely Absolutely. for a couple of weeks there, I was like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do and what I'm going to do with everyone else when I get them. But surprisingly, there's always enough research and everything to go around. Like, I'm, you know, once I kind of got into it and had enough ideas going. Because, I mean, I also had to make sure I outlined all the ideas for everyone later on. I had to make sure I kind of like, you know, because I, I don't want to get there and then like think on them and be like, oh, I don't know what to give you. So I tried to do my best to make sure I had enough stuff to give them. And they've all been working pretty consistently, actually. There's been like maybe a lull of one week where I like uh, we were working on something else, maybe. And I kind of like stopped working on one thing for a minute just to kind of focus on another. But uh, yeah, been pretty, it's been pretty good, actually, for a, a topic that you might not think has a lot to do with a lot of research to go with it. There's been enough to go the entire semester, actually. And like here we are at the end. I'm like, damn, we're still doing like we've done a bunch of stuff the entire semester. And that surprised me even, actually, like, you know, the amount of work that I actually put into it. Because I wasn't sure, like, how much would go into it. And then there you go. Man. Yeah. But I, like, I enjoyed the work. And I enjoyed, like, uh, making sure that everyone else had stuff to do. And they all seemed to enjoy it as well. They were that's, very happy to have work to do, which is great. You don't want to, like, be there and yeah. not have work to do if you want to be here. Yeah. No, absolutely. So that's, like, you motivated them in a good way. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah, that's like, one of the ways that we've always... Same stuff, yeah, yeah right. that's one of the mm. ways we've always lost people in the past, right? Yeah, exactly. Was people coming, wanting mm. to get the engineering experience, wanting to get mm. hands-on. And they have nothing to do. That's the right. worst part, and too, because they wanted to learn, and then they don't, and they weren't able to get it. That's the worst part, too, because they want to. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I tried to make sure I give them a bunch of stuff to do all the time. So they've been doing it. And I think that our leadership has been doing a great job of that, just delegating. Like in leadership, you don't have to get hands on with any of the design, but oversee it, make sure it's all going to work together, make sure you're talking to the other sub team leads. If these students want to get their hands dirty with CAD, if they want to get their hands dirty with manufacturing, you can point them in the right direction because that's what we, we are to, you know, this team of 90 ish students, it's you know, on a good day it's a organization. It's hard to like it requires good leadership to lead something and we're getting bigger. Oh, so yeah. Like you need to have, like, a good amount of people that are, know what they're kind of doing when it comes to – because we, we joke around with delegating, like, oh, I'll delegate to this guy. Oh. But, like, you know, delegating actually – it's a whole thing. You're supposed to kind of, like, yeah. be able to guide people. And that's yeah. kind of hard to, like – so people are not good at guiding others to do something. So it's definitely a skill. Like, how do you guide someone without, like, taking it over for them? Like certainly. You wanna, like, certainly. So it's definitely a skill to have, I think, to, like, guide people. I don't know if you – you guys agree, I guess, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Guiding people is a skill, I assume. Leadership right? is not yeah, exactly. an easy thing to oh, fall sure, into, yeah, let alone gotta, to like, – You got to, like, it's just a good point. You do this, you do this. But, no, it's not. You got to work with everyone. Exactly. And you got to yeah. make sure everyone's doing what they can and make sure they're getting it done right. And then, you know, they come to you for help, too. Yeah. So. And if you can't help them, you need to find somebody who can. Yeah. Because I've been in that spot. I know a couple of people have been in that spot. I mean, I gave a manufacturing presentation. I'm not a manufacturer. My background's in fabrication. Mm -hmm. So me coming into this, I I have more knowledge than some of our students. So I'm going to be that middle resource before I send them to the students who have years of manufacturing experience or two-hour machinist here on campus. Right. Because I can't just send 30 students to this machinist who has a full-time job on campus already. Oh, for sure. Exactly. And that's one of the, you know, one of the struggles, one of the big things that a lot of people don't understand. This isn't all hard skills. On Baja, we don't just learn CAD. We don't just learn CNC manufacturing. We don't, you know, just learn how to weld. 
There's a lot of leadership, communication, teamwork, system integration. Right, yeah. Big sure. one. Talking to everyone, making sure, especially with like the integration of yeah. all of the cars. You can be bad at communication. So if you, you're bad at communication, you that messes up terrible. a lot. You can be terrible. Oh, terrible yeah. at the soft skills. See, yeah. like, that's an important thing to have. Yeah. Definitely. And that's the thing of something else that when I joined the team, I didn't realize that, that was going to go into it. Like, for example, I think before becoming an Ergolier, I didn't know about how the competitions went like before that because I, uh, I didn't go to those. I was just kind of a general team member. So, yeah, when I learned about the design presentations, uh, the sales presentation, too, which I've never actually, like, known much about, but there's a sales presentation, right? Mm -hmm. There's a couple different mm -hmm. things you have to be able to, like, present in, like, yeah. kind of uh, the soft skill side of engineering. Yeah. Didn't know about that. So, like, then going, becoming Ergo Lead and then going to Arizona, giving my first design presentation, it was quite a nice experience, actually. Like, I think I'm pretty good at talking, and it was pretty nice to kind of get more practice with it, you know? It was scary at first, though, right? Definitely. Like, making the presentation, oh, somebody sure. else's work, you kind of got sure, the exactly. like, kind of like We printed these posters, oh God, we had yeah. them up on easels, yeah, we were like, what? This is not my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no that's not my stuff i have to like mold it into kind of something i could talk about but like it was it was fun though i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed learning more about it and getting more comfortable with it definitely it was a great thing oh of course and if even if you can't put it on a resume you can talk about it in an interview oh for sure yeah, and there's so much to get out of the program from again like our senior members they're incredible resources even for us older guys so some of us with the hard skills with the soft skills they've been incredibly helpful for anybody hmm, exactly i've had three interviews so far ever since joining baja with with internships and all all three are like oh you're on baja what does that what does that mean what do you do and then it's all we talk about throughout the interview and you're like good question buddy it's I'm a gonna ramble on question. for you right here. i got plenty. i got everything for you <laughs> it's like uh, how much time do you have how much time do you got no, literally got, exactly yeah. like i could but, ramble all day on about yeah. it <laughs> literally but you know of course it's always the heart it's like oh yeah i know how to do solid works i know to do this and do that but then while I'm in this, we're working as a team. I'm teaching people. I had to teach some kid how to hold a wrench. And like this in it September. It do be like that. No, literally. It do like, be like that. Yeah. Like, it's not like just hard, but it's also <laughs> like, you know, I had to teach people like how to talk to each other. Like, oh, go talk to this person. Go talk to this about this. And like, you're guiding them. But it is a lot. It's not just like, put a car together. No, it's more than that. Of course. Oh, it oh, absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, I'm glad to hear that you guys have been enjoying the team and have taking a lot of stuff oh, yeah. away from it oh, for sure yeah exactly i appreciate you guys coming on the podcast uh i hope you guys had fun doing this oh, so a lot fun. of fun bro it's always nice to talk to you guys you know oh, yeah. yeah oh dude fun. this is a blast yeah. right you had a good time talking about your racing yeah of course you could well, say thank you for all the knowledge blast. brandon thank yeah, you brandon. Yeah, oh because i didn't know too much about like everything <laughs> right. else good job on that man you of course and there's always today. more to talk about too because i was just like scratching the surface yeah yeah we barely scratched the surface barely scratched the surface of it all yeah of course um, hopefully we have some more time, you know, in the future to talk about more racing. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Especially IndyCar. I would love to talk about oh, IndyCar. Indy, yeah. <laughs> IndyCar. Are we on so for far. Friday still? Uh, well, today's Wednesday <laughs> at five instead of Friday at nine. I know, <laughs> so, but I didn't know if we were doing it again. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to be recording more. Hopefully we'll be able to work around some people's schedules, get a couple more guests in. Hopefully we'll be able to have our returning hosts back like jo uh, Joel. Love having him here. And then of course. maybe you guys could rotate in with us some, some more exactly. time. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. So, uh, a big thank you again to Sean for operating the camera, for getting us in here, organizing you, all of this. Shout out to Sean. He thank edited and uploaded the first episode of the podcast. Is out, uh, has been out by the time you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. It's available on Spotify as well as on our YouTube channel, which is Highlander Racing, NJIT Highland, NJIT Racing. Oh, cut that, cut that. <laughs> it's also available on our <laughs> YouTube channel with a VOD. It is. 
NJIT Racing. I know it now. I'm already subscribed. Don't worry. Of course. Uh, the premiere went out today, December 14th. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed that one and have enjoyed this one as well. Another big thank you to WJTB Radio here on our campus. They do incredible stuff. Their studio is absolutely gorgeous. Can I just point out this painting on the wall? Oh, for sure. Tell me that's Remember not Devin, classy. Yeah. We, we got Tell here me that's like, not classy. Nice With the frame, too? Oh, oh man. Yeah. It is This is a classy so establishment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Establishment. Hopefully it, it I, had a little cameo in the last episode. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, I think we don't talked about, about it once the during the last episode. <laughs> yeah, the skeleton in the corner. <laughs> Yo, Halloween's past, guys. It's been a minute, you know? <laughs> Bony Ramones hanging out. Maybe like that. Uh, and then a final thank you to you guys for listening or watching, depending on what platform you guys are on. Uh, please look out for the next episodes. They'll be coming out. You could get more from Brandon and I and meet a couple more of our guests. Uh, without further ado, take it easy. Thanks. You stay classy, Newark. <laughs> stay classy, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> All right, see you.